1: Welcome back to Our Gobble of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between.
2: In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 13 and 14 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And as always, we wanted to give a shout out to our Triple Threat patron, Boom, for just always being there. (laughs) Thank you, Boom. Thank you, for sure. We, We appreciate it. It'll yes. help us on our journey to getting new mics. So, yes, so that's our current goal, to get yeah. new mics. It is. And that's a good goal, I would say. So, oh, yeah, definitely. As far as I know, we don't really have anything else we need to talk about or mention. Not anything. that I can think of. So, we can move on to Chapter 13. Yes. Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. Yes. Which, by that title, means it's probably Quidditch. Probably. <laughs> I, I just want to
1: preface this by saying that it's been a while since Karen and I have both read or listened to this chapter, so we're like, let's see if we remember anything.
2: For real, though, yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been a time. It's been a time. It's been okay. a time. <laughs> so, so here we go. Um, I honestly, I don't remember anything like too major happening in either of these chapters
1: um yeah I don't think there's anything major I mean there are definitely things that stood out to me and made me go oh, okay yeah <laughs> but otherwise space, but yeah otherwise they're just pretty general chapters I guess you yeah. could say
2: yeah just like moving the story along a little bit kind of yeah like exactly my cat's whining <laughs> I do um... if that's what that was <laughs> yeah uh okay <laughs> so chapter 13 um i thought it was ridiculous that Ron and hermione are still fighting at the beginning of this chapter right like he doesn't even know if Scabbers is actually dead <coughs> or if crookshanks ate him or anything so how does it to- get so mad at her for that
1: yeah because what is it the end of the last chapter um is it the end of yeah At the end of the last chapter, um, it's like, oh my god, like, Ron says something about like, oh, I found this bloody whatever in my bed. Yeah. We don't even know what it is. It's not even really described. So we're like, we can't judge on whether that's actually Scabbers or if that's something completely different.
2: Right. Like, who knows?
1: Who knows? But But
2: definitely not Ron. Ron definitely doesn't know. (laughs) And uh, I guess Hermione doesn't know either no and she's like obviously she knows she's innocent like she wouldn't maliciously let Kirkshanks go after scabbers yeah
1: like yeah like in this instance hermione would be the innocent one but Kirkshanks would not be if it were scabbers you know exactly
2: yeah but the fact that ron is taking it out on hermione is just annoying because like can't control a cat Mm. sorry bitch
1: (laughs) yeah but i i do also feel for ron because i feel like hermione isn't listening to his uh worries about crookshanks very seriously
3: yeah
1: and crookshanks is her cat so it's like well
2: i do understand that i don't know i feel like i just value cats over rats more (laughs) (laughs) understood A bad thing to say, isn't it? Sorry guys, that like rats. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate cats way more. It's just like with dogs, I appreciate cats way more. Same. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I feel bad for Hermione. I kind of feel bad for Ron, but at the same time he's being a fucking jackass to so like one of his best friends. So I don't know how bad I feel for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh but you yeah, know it's it's whatever. Uh Harry it's like, you know what, Ron? You know what will make you feel better? <laughs> Let's go to Quidditch practice. <laughs> Ron can't even be in the Quidditch practice. He's not on the team, but like it's whatever.
1: Well, the, the thing that would make Ron happy is Harry was like, after a practice, I'll let you ride on the firebolt. Yep. And Ron was like, okay, awesome, I'll be there.
2: Yeah, but he comes for the whole practice. He could have just shown up at the end.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> who, who knows when they were actually going to finish, honestly. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do have to say, because I think this is the first time Harry has been able to bring the firebolt out and actually practice on it and everything. Yeah. Uh, but all these all these kids are just like ragging on the old or cheaper brooms, and I'm like, okay, I get it. The firebolt is more advanced and everything, but I'm okay. sure you guys still have good brooms,
2: right? Like, it's not like they're you know. Flying on, what is it, Clean sweeps? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, like, the Weasleys could be, I guess. But otherwise, I'm sure everyone else has decently good brooms. Yeah, probably. Like, Harry just happens to
2: be the one with the advantage. Yeah. <laughs> In Which, speed, at least. It's still weird that that's allowed, that they can fly on different brooms. I feel like that should be a regulated thing. Hmm because in most sports stuff like that is like they have to have like the same shoes they have to say the same like uniform that's true you know, same guards same helmets they can't have like a big giant block on their head they have to wear like
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know a normal football helmet if they're playing football or yeah. like a baseball cap if they're playing baseball like it's like it's pretty regulated so i think it's interesting that um joe doesn't know that much about sports so she just (laughs) lets harry have whatever
1: (laughs) well i think you also have to understand that or well you have have to also realize that the school doesn't fucking care i mean because we've talked about it the school doesn't care about the children's safety and the rules for quidditch are ridiculous so why wouldn't they all have different brooms at school why would the school uh, care about buying a school set of brooms every couple of years?
2: That's a good point. I just, I don't know. I feel like the school should care. Because if they're hoping that any of these kids are going to go on to play for, like, the, I don't know, what is it, Harpies or whatever? Yeah, the Harpies. Or, like, anyone. Because doesn't, doesn't uh, Jenny go and play for the Harpies? Maybe. Um, But like, if anyone's gonna go play for some professional Quidditch team, wouldn't you want them to already be aware of the regulations instead of like, maybe Harry goes and decides he wants to become a Quidditch player, like professional? Mm -hmm. And he's like, hell yeah, I got my own special broom. And they're all like, actually, regulations. And he's like, what? What? I never was regulated before. I'm Harry freaking Potter. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's a really
1: weird situation in Harry Potter around Quidditch. Yeah. Because I feel like, because sure, new brooms come out every year, every other year, whatever. And so I would think that's when at least Quidditch teams would be like, oh yeah, we're going to buy seven of those. Yeah. Or eight of those, you know, just have an extra one on hand. Yeah. Um, But all the kids are also like, oh, I want that broom. And so it's just this weird... Like, they all want it to play Quidditch, most likely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah, that's an odd one. I never really thought too hard about Quidditch until, like...
1: Until now. <laughs>
2: until now. And I'm sitting here, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: upset that she didn't, you know, set yeah. some regulations for it. She was just like, what the fuck? I don't yeah. know anything about sports, I guess. So let's just throw them all together. And they have a different broom all the time.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to think of anything where people bring their own equipment or whatever, you know, like a broom. And I I can't think of anything in particular, not like a sport, not necessarily. necessarily Like
2: like dance. But when you do dance, you're told to get specific types of shoes. mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you have to buy them. But you still have to get the right shoes, and you get in trouble if you don't have the right shoes. So, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess same thing could be applied to musical instruments.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't bring, like, an electric violin if you're in a normal orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> Good, luck. Good luck. But, I mean,
1: them. even still, <laughs> most instruments, I would think, at least, like, even if... You have one of the cheaper ones, like they might still sound okay and they might yeah. still be okay for an a group uh performance, but yeah. it's not as it's not as uh widely different as the Quidditch Brooms are. No. Yeah. Because, so I'm trying I'm trying to think like, of something along those lines where it's a I, widely different something and I just can't I
2: don't think there is a way. Like, um I don't know. It's just a huge disparity because the new brooms, like, like it's been mentioned that they go faster, they like turn faster, like yeah. More oh, or whatever.
1: there's uh, one. I think, I think it's this uh, chapter where I think it mentions that the firebolt channel. has like an auto brake feature, and I'm like, what do oh. you use that for? Yeah. What is that for?
2: <laughs>
1: I don't understand that.
2: Do have, like, a lever on the broom? <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, it's, it's in this chapter.
2: <laughs> I can't. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I really, there isn't anything that I can think of that's like this. The only thing I can think of is when um, there was that, like, inflated football uh, or deflated football um, thing that happened. Like, it was a scandal at the Super Bowl. But, like. That's not even, I don't think that was them bringing their own balls, but maybe it was.
1: I, I didn't even hear about that. I'm so really? far removed from sports that <laughs> I did not hear that.
2: That's okay. It's probably because I worked at the theater for so long. But Oh, probably. Um, gate is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in 2015, and it was a National Football League controversy involving the allegation that the New England Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady, ordered the deliberate deflation of footballs. Used in the Patriots' victory against the Indianapolis Colts in the twenty fourteen American Football Conference Championship game. So there you go.
1: Interesting.
2: The flight gate guys. All
1: right. <laughs> you learn something new every day.
2: Yeah, like I just, I guess that would be the one instance that's close. But he had a big like fall back for it and everything. Like yeah, he got in a lot of trouble, which. Just goes back to this and says if Harry kept doing this, if he happened to like go on to play in pro like sports, he would mm-hmm. also be in a lot of trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only thing is, though, is that if he were to go on to pro mm-hmm. um, and if they used Firebolts, then he would have an advantage because he has already had one already knows how they ride and yeah. all that fun stuff.
2: That is a fact. That is true. But oh my gosh! Oh no. I don't trust Harry.
1: <laughs> of course don't not.
2: Trust him. Don't trust a hoe. Don't trust a hoe. Okay. Um. Sorry. 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 am are not listening to three o three. It's fine.
1: We're not, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i mean maybe now you guys want to enjoy go 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 travel down that rabbit hole
1: i'm like back to middle school day as well
2: (laughs) right (laughs) that's when that song was big that song pops into my head every once in a while and then i'm like fuck i didn't want to listen to them today (laughs) understood but you know what i have to now because it's in my head (laughs) Yeah. Um, but anyway, this is also when Cho Chang is mentioned. hmm Yep. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So now Cho and Cedric have both been mentioned in the yeah. book before they become, like, a big thing. Which, it's interesting, because
1: if I remember correctly, um, earlier Cedric was listed as, what, a fifth year, I think? Um... And he's yeah. in the Triwizard Tournament the next year, yeah. which means he must have like- some sort of birthday early on in the school year. Probably. Uh, Cho Chang is a fourth year, which I never realized.
2: Yeah. So now she's a fifth year next year. Yeah. It's crazy The like, I don't know. I guess we just... I think because the movies don't really d- um, show that... Yeah the difference in like what grade they would be in or like whatever what year they would be in so then it just kind of feels like Cho might actually also be a fourth year yeah
1: I, th- I think because I'm so used to the movies I yep. always thought that in the fourth movie in Goblet of Fire i always thought that cedric was a seventh year and then when cho joined dumbledore's army in order of the phoenix i always thought she was harry's year and i was kind of like oh they just introduced you know cho chang as part of their group now it's like
2: okay but instead they're definitely two different characters who were never in that grade which Mm -hmm. would i mean to that would make more sense um but, like, obviously, if we're, like, thinking of it where it's, like... Because in the movies, the movies really don't make it clear. So, it does make it seem mm-hmm. like they're in the same year. Um, yeah. And so, like, that that works against Jo, because it kind of tells you, like, oh, she's not that great at writing, blah, blah, blah. But if you go and read the books, I guess, and, like, actually pay attention to this part, um, then you really just you know that that's not how it is. And that's why they just don't show up, because if they were in the same year in the books and she just happened to just randomly introduce them it's like what were they transfer students like what's going on you know yeah
1: so and i mean <clears throat> when we get introduced to luna in order of the phoenix like isn't she in the same year as harry yeah,
2: i'm pretty sure
1: i'm pretty sure too which is why it's like okay well where has she been this entire time
2: i think that she is quite likely a transfer student, according to Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe, except for the fact that, you know, in the movie at least, uh, when they get on the carriage to go back to school, Hermione's just kinda like, Everyone, this is Looney Love this is Luna Lovegood, and like she right. already knows her. And so
2: I'm like, like oh. They should have all already known her if she's in third grade. Yeah.
1: I mean, we know that Harry is the most unobservant person, but still.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, i to
1: see what oh, year. Oh, are you searching it up now?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, oh, she's a year behind Harry, which is why she knows Jenny.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
2: Because she and Jenny are like friends, kind
1: of. Yeah. Or at least they become friends. Yeah.
2: So that's what it is. That's what okay, it is. Okay.
1: That makes sense.
2: And then in fourth year. Oh, Jenny introduces Luna to Neville and says, there's room in this one. There's only Loony Lovegood in here. Don't be silly. She's all right. So yeah, Jenny knew Luna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It. Wow. Both Jenny and Hermione were rude to Luna. That's awful. Oh no. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> cause yeah, cause Hermione does the Loony Lovegood thing too, right? Yeah. Or is that just in the movie?
1: Well, because I know in the movie she starts saying Looney Lovegood and then she, like, stops and corrects herself and goes, this is Luna Lovegood.
2: Yeah. It doesn't show when Hermione like, introduces them, at least it doesn't look like Um. Well, apparently they meet Luna in her fourth... Yeah, in her fourth year. Yeah, that's their year. Um. But it doesn't say anything about Hermione introducing her. It just shows Ginny's introduction. Gotcha. But yeah, anyway, there you go. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) She uh, is a fourth year when they are fifth years. So that's just another, you know, another year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we have to remember who is in what year for uh, it's yeah. okay though because at least we remember where Ginny is and so if we remember where Ginny is we can remember where luna is
1: <laughs> yep we'll keep that in mind
2: pretty simple pretty simple and pretty simple. like fred and george are in the same year as cedric right yes uh, yeah and yes. the show is just a year above interesting okay mm-hmm. you know things that i never really thought were that important but clearly are <laughs> things we all forgot for real though like who remembers the years that everyone's in other than like you know harry because mm-hmm. each book is a year <laughs>
1: like you you probably you at least remember harry and then you might remember like Ginny and the twins but otherwise like you
2: remember jenny
1: oh yeah definitely remember jenny
2: it's a very big deal in the second book but yeah the twins are probably a little bit more difficult than Good luck with Percy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you know what I used to know I used to know the Weasley kids really well, like their ages and how like far apart in age they all were, but now, nope, I know Jenny, you- Ron, and the twins. <laughs> why did you do that? <laughs> I just happened to know it really well. Don't ask me why I did it. I just happened to know
2: all right solid, solid um. <laughs> But yeah, so Cho gets mentioned here as uh, she's going to be the seeker for Ravenclaw when they play against Ravenclaw. Yes. Um, And Harry's like, oh, okay, Cho, cool, whatever. (laughs) And then they go on to, like, you know, practicing. But before they go to practice, Hooch grabs Harry's fireball and is like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. Let me just talk about brooms. And then um, Wood's like, hey, it could be like practice (laughs) (laughs) and she's like oh yeah sorry so then harry takes his broom and then he goes and plays fetch for a while because that's apparently how you practice catching the snitch i mean you gotta practice in some way i guess (laughs) um so he goes and gets it and then he like lets it go and lets it you know, run away and hide or whatever for like yeah. a minute and then he goes after it again so you know at oh. least he's lucky enough to have a ball that just does it's own thing poor dogs so they have to wait for them to throw it
1: <laughs> <laughs> unless you get one of those automatic throwing machines
2: oh yeah true but will it bring the ball back that's the real question
1: will the dog bring the ball back
2: <laughs> the will it put it in the right place
1: yeah that's I mean you could, you could train dogs to do that that's true with the specific dog ones, you know, like, yeah. you can just set it on the ground and be like, put it in there
2: now. Yeah. Then, yeah, that's a good point. You just have to really work at it. And mm-hmm. then be like, okay, bye, you can go play outside by yourself.
1: Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: dog would probably be so sad it wouldn't even do it. Oh. Uh, because <laughs> that's usually how dogs are if you don't go outside with them. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so they have their Quidditch practice, and then afterwards... Well, like... oh, hold yes. on.
1: I just want to point out that Madam Hooch fell asleep during their practice. Yes, she did. I she doubt it. I, I doubt that, because I'm sure she, since everyone was super fascinated with Fireball, I feel like she would be watching the entire time.
2: Dude, there's no way she fell asleep during this, but like... Joe says she did, so I know. But still, um, it's just like, oh my god! I guess the writer knows best. <laughs> I guess so. But like, not really. Um, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Like, I know. Yeah, I could probably edit this series so that it's a little bit better. Oh yeah. But like, just don't mind me and my uh, English major mind. Um. <laughs> I had a whole conversation with someone about, this is off topic for sure, but it was about one of the Bible stories. um, The one with Ruth. Um, I don't know if you know that one.
1: I I mean, I recognize the name and I know I've heard the story before, but I do not know it.
2: So there's this part where she goes to Boaz, who's like her cousin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, trying to find someone that will marry her because obviously she can't provide for herself because you know women um mm-hmm. and so she has to go and find someone who will like marry her and like take care of her and uh so she goes to boaz and in the the scriptures or whatever it says that she like lays herself at his feet yeah. and um like all my life i pretty much understood that that meant that you know they had sex um, oh, <laughs> but apparently, <laughs> there's a decent amount of people out there who genuinely just believe that she like prostrated herself on the ground,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. I'm I'm laughing because like that just shows you how analytical my mind has always been about like yeah. stories and like literature and stuff. <laughs> because like I just had this conversation like yesterday, and I was like, wait. You didn't know that, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "You just have to read the other Bible stories, or like hear even like bits and pieces of them, to know that that means sex. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's the same language." <laughs> but you know, whatever. What? Anyway, not important. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just feel like that kind of proves that I, uh, I have like a pretty good understanding of you know literature and, and writing. Yeah and I could potentially edit this story to be better, but I'm not gonna, because that's a big undertaking.
1: Um, Um, I mean, I don't have a super good uh, understanding of literature or anything, but I think even I could edit this. Yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) probably. We find a lot of plot holes and Mm -hmm. dumb inconsistencies. I I heard that there's this one. It made me laugh, too, because... um, uh, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like, in my Jim Dale audiobook, he says that Ginny's eyes are green, or whatever, right? Yeah. And, um, apparently, like, later on in the series, when they're describing Molly's eyes, they describe hers as brown, so they went back and changed what Ginny's eye color was for, like, later editions of the book. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? So in the audiobook, her eyes are green, but if you look at the actual text that is, like, out there right now, um, it is brown.
1: Why did they have to change her eyes? Because they changed Molly's eyes.
2: Because um, she had eyes that were, I think it was, like, they described it as, like, the same shade of brown or something as Jenny's or whatever, you know? Oh, as in mother-daughter had the
1: same... Yeah. Mother daughter are the same eyes? Okay, yeah, gotcha. This no doesn't
2: know how to write. Yep. She doesn't know how to go back to her old books and be like, let me make sure I have all these details correct. See, this is when you make a profile for each That's character and write writing. everything down that you say about them. If you describe your character in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, or give them any kind of personality, maybe uh-huh. you should put that on like a sticky note or a page in a book somewhere Just so that you know something. what it is.
1: <laughs> exactly. That way when you come back to it and you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to describe her eyes again." What color are her eyes? Oh yeah, right? the- okay. <laughs>
2: like, I just Oh my gosh. Joe. <laughs> but also Jenny isn't Lily.
1: <laughs> yeah, that too. And I feel
2: like Joe was trying to be like, look, she's just like
1: Lily. Yeah, there's some weird thing here where it's like Jenny and Lily are very similar, and it's like,
2: okay, you're like, no, she's why? Not Lily, she's not Lily. She's her own person. Let Jenny be a person, right? Um, but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I. D- Okay, I'm I'm glad you hadn't heard about that or anything because that means that there are gonna be other people out there who probably haven't. It's just it's crazy to me. I think. Because, yeah. Like what? How do you, how do you get a detail wrong <laughs> like that? Right. Write it down somewhere. Come on. Yeah. Like I know I know I haven't written like novel novels where I was like describing like people's eyes and stuff but yeah i've written my share like of like short stories and stuff where i make sure that i still know exactly what i'm talking about and even if i don't create a profile or don't write it down somewhere i do go back to my description of that person in the story i wrote and look <laughs> yeah so it's just it drives me i don't know it drives me bonkers i guess <laughs> Was like what the fuck joe who taught you how to write uh, no one who taught you how to do descriptions you should at least be able to do descriptions most should, people can do descriptions
1: you should at least know that you should probably have a profile for all your characters you know
2: right like it's not it's not even that She's writing, like, a normal, you know, like, young adult novel. She's writing a fucking, like, book series, seven books long, that has, like, a million fucking characters in it. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have a profile for each
1: character? You at least need a profile for the main ones, or the ones that show up every so often, you know?
2: Right, but even then, I feel like she should have at least, like, a little blurb about each one and be like, oh, yes, that is what I said about them. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, I want to know what her reasoning was for being so lazy that she couldn't change molly's eye color and had to go back and change jenny's right like you went all the way back to the second book from like what book seven or something just to change jenny's eyes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that book was already out people had copies of that book that book was an audio (laughs) book yeah come on (laughs) once it's an audio book you're like oh and, oh, the reason people noticed it is because people have been listening to the Jim Dale one and the Stephen Fry one.
3: Oh, Stephen okay.
2: Fry says brown. Jim Dale says green, which means Jim Dale's audiobooks came out first. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Fry's came out after the change was made. Yep. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Another little tangent, but that one was actually related. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so Madam Hooch fell asleep during their Quidditch game, which is not likely. But you know, we all know how Joe writes. Um, she does it for convenience, and so she doesn't really have to like create situations. She just wants it to happen, you know. I mean, honestly, <laughs>
1: even if like. Madam Hooch could have stayed awake the entire time and yeah. not said or done anything. Honestly, like yeah. just because Madame Hooch stayed awake doesn't mean he need to create a situation about it,
2: right? Like I just, I don't know. she didn't fall asleep though. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> At least not in a real world where yeah. this is the thing. Um, <laughs> but. They, so Harry lets Ron fly around on the firebolt, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, later at night and stuff, and, um, this is about when Hooch wakes up and is like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
2: (laughs) She gets all mad at them and is like, how dare you not wake me up? And then she, like, makes them go inside the castle. Like, they don't get in trouble. She just yells at them a little bit, probably, and then they all go inside.
1: I mean, honestly, it's her own fault for falling asleep, like, she no, knew better. Not.
2: She didn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she just needed her convenient coincidence to happen.
1: Yep.
2: Um, but while they're walking back, uh, Harry sees like two eyes in the trees, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh my gosh, what the fuck is that?" You know. And and then it turns out it's Crookshanks, but but Harry thought he was seeing the Grim. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I am just dying because he's putting so much like power into Trelawney's words when really he should not be.
1: <laughs> I know,
2: like it's okay, Harry. She's and not I- always right.
1: <laughs> you know what? Here's here's the thing too. Like maybe she did see the Grim, but also the Grim. Uh, I think just represents Sirius Black in his uh, his animagus form. Yeah, and so it's like Trelawney did see Sirius technically. Not necessarily yeah. the Grim, though.
2: No, no. But he has a big, shaggy black dog, so it makes sense that he would look like the Grim. I Harry know, know who the <laughs> Grimm is. Um, it's just his assumption that that is what it is because, for some odd reason, everyone keeps telling him about the Grim.
1: <laughs> yeah, was like, "Oh, it's the Grim!
2: <laughs> it's the Grim!" Like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna die." <laughs> Harry's Uh, used to that at this point i know i just don't understand why he's freaking out about it right now (laughs) like you don't freak out about it in other instances (laughs) but okay harry this one's really bad (laughs) you're gonna die because the dog is following you around oh no (laughs) oh no not a dog (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know i can't this is the dumbest I don't know. This is just not Harry. This isn't his like personality. It's not really like who he is and stuff. Like we've already met Harry. Like if yeah. this was the first one, I would understand her putting something in like this because then we would be still learning about him. But the way Harry is acting in this book is not how he is. So, I questioned that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She's just really wanted to write another novel, but had to have the same name, but she didn't want to write the same character. I don't know. Joe
1: just forgot to make a profile for
2: Harry. <laughs> How do you not know your main character? <laughs> They're supposed to be talking to you while you write. <laughs> right? I'm very confused. Does she not communicate with her characters? No,
1: she tells them what to do. She's like, I don't care what you think. This is how you're acting in this one. That's
2: so dumb. Because it's very, very, like, I know that this is, like, super, like, I know how to write and stuff, but it's important to have conversations with your characters. It's
1: it's important to at least have that introspection about, oh, my character was behaving like this in my previous books with them, like... How are they going to um, react in these situations? How are they going to act in this? Whatever.
2: Yeah. You have to understand the character. You can't just be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You can't just be like, okay, you're going to act like this. And then the character's like, that's not how I act though. It's like, no, you're acting like this.
2: You're like, wait, what? what what's wrong with how I'm, I'm doing this? What do you mean? What's, what's wrong with my personality? With There's absolutely nothing wrong with what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. Because I am the writer, and I am right. <laughs> That's how Joe feels. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she's not right, and we all know it. So. There you go. Um, I also, so we move on, you know, scene change, right? Mm-hmm. Total break in the page. And all of a sudden, they're at breakfast, the morning of their Quidditch game against Ravenclaw and mm-hmm. um Harry has like brought his broom down cause you know he just can't leave it anywhere um <laughs> and he places it in the middle of the table because he's told to <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was like why
1: <laughs> yeah I-, I feel like he could have left his broom potentially like in the Quidditch locker room you know <laughs> Didn't
2: they practice the night before? Yes. (laughs) So just put it in your fucking locker. Come on. (laughs) Like, don't you have a locker? Aren't you a a sports team? I would say I feel like four got like four teams. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: feel like the Gryffindors should have some kind of locker room where you can store your brooms.
2: I feel like all of them should. Like, I just it doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't, you know, have like a locker. That has space for their Quidditch clothes and a holder for their broom, you know?
1: Exactly. Because I remember when I was in middle school, uh, I played tennis uh, when I was in middle school. And so, you know, I put my tennis racket into my locker. It fit in there. Yeah. Like, come on.
2: Yeah. And, like, even if you weren't in the sport, like, I was in PE. I had a locker, too, for my gym mm-hmm. clothes. So. Yeah. And, like, anything that I wanted to, like, keep at school. So, yeah. No. Sorry. Doesn't make sense that he would be carrying his broom everywhere. It's not like nope. he couldn't go down to the Quidditch pitch and pull it out if he wanted to like, fly it. Like, What's he going to do with it up in the Gryffindor Tower? Nothing. I,
1: I don't know. Yeah. That's
2: the, and that's thing to carry back up there.
1: I will say the only thing that I'm thinking of at least um, it's like if he did have a locker and did lock his broom in the locker and actually lock it yeah uh in goblet of fire when he you know summons his, oh. room. <laughs> just imagining it, trying to get out of the locker,
2: yeah, that's a good point. however, we uh know enough about Joe to know that that was not her plan um mm-hmm. not not that she isn't a a good rider. um she just wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna make sure that he doesn't put it in a locker because this is happening in book four (laughs) yeah like i'm pretty sure that's not what happened but I, i just feel like maybe she just doesn't know a lot about sports and sports teams and how that all works
1: yeah you know what what's really interesting thinking about that scene in book four okay how far does your magic reach
2: That is a very good question, because I (laughs) am wondering that, too. I've always wondered that about that spell, because I was always like, you can just say Accio Firebolt. And And it'll
1: come all the way from Gryffindor Tower and down to you. Did it break through a window? I'm genuinely curious.
2: I don't know, because we know (laughs) that... Well, it could have gone through um, a tower that has owls. Potentially.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
2: like, we all know that they're in a field far away yeah. from the castle. Because there aren't really that many fields yeah. around. So they had to go find one that they could do this challenge in. Um, so, yeah. How far does your magic extend? Who knows? Honestly. Um, but anyway, yeah. So the fireball's sitting in the middle of the table. And it becomes this big topic of conversation for everyone um, and Penelope and Percy walk up, and Penelope, like, picks up the firebolt, and Percy's like, no sabotage, and then he makes her put it down. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, Percy? You're gonna accuse your girlfriend of sabotage? Um, I think it's cute that he calls her Penny. Uh, <laughs> I like that Yeah, Penelope, it's a good one. But, uh, also he, like, leans down to Harry and he's like, by the way, Harry, you have to win because, uh, I don't have ten galleons or something. Because, of course he doesn't. like, betting against, um, Penelope about, like, what they're. About who's gonna the, win. Yeah, that, like, the game's gonna happen mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and I was just like, so why would you bet it if you don't have it? Right? Yeah. Because what what are you going to do when time comes to pay up and she thinks she's going to get money, but you don't have it? I
1: <laughs> I will say, you reminded me. I started watching Squid, Squid Game on Netflix oh, last night. I did not. Is it good? I, I've only watched two episodes, but so far it's good. Okay. And just to spoil a tiny bit of the first episode, uh, there's a part where the main character is waiting for a, a train, I think and he misses he misses it so he has to wait for the next one
3: mm-hmm. and
1: this like business looking guy comes up and he sits next to him and he's like okay i talk to you and the guy's like okay sure and the guy's like do you want to play a game and he's like okay uh sure and basically it was like uh it's some game where you have each person has a thing and you have to try to flip the other one's thing by like throwing it really hard on the ground at it whatever i don't know Just watch it. But basically it was, if you flip mine over, then I will pay you, I think it was like 10,000 won or something. But if you flip, or if I flip yours over, then you pay me 10,000 won. And the guy who had been waiting for the train was like, well, okay, who's going first? And the business guy was like, you go first. He's like, okay, good. Because this other guy was broke, completely broke, did not have any money. And so basically um when the business guy flipped his over uh he was like okay now where's my money you owe me 10,001 and the guy was like okay here's the thing i don't have money and the guy was like okay well what if i slap you instead it was what like okay <laughs> and, <so they're, laughs> and they kept going and so just every time the business guy flipped over the other ones he would just slap them what the heck <laughs> i know it's it's such
2: a weird thing but i, I don't know squid game is good so far um there is I'm okay, so I don't know if you've been on like TikTok or Twitter or anything lately. But I mean it's just a continuing tangent for Squid Games. Yeah. Uh but there is this one person who made a TikTok about how Squid Games, if you watch it in English, is not the same show as it is in Korean because whoever translated it did a shoddy job of it. Um so, they, like, destroyed the writing of, like, the original show. I believe um, it. When they translated it into English. And apparently the dub is just slightly better. Uh, a slightly better translation. So, mm-hmm. like, as much as watching stuff dubbed is, like, annoying if it's live action, like, yeah. that might be a better way to go. but.
1: See, I have. I'm listening to it dubbed while also having subtitles on. So far, the subtitles and the dub match. Oh,
2: okay. So far, I heard that they're different, but not
1: really. But at least not
2: so far. It could change later. I'm only two episodes in. Um, but she like she specifically was talking about how like the one like female character. I don't remember like any names or anything but i'm bad at the names (laughs) she's apparently like really rude or something but it's because like she's from a different area of korea and if you don't know like that language you can't like really hear the different like dialect yeah stuff and um she was like it's like really important to be able to like understand like where these people are from and like how Mm -hmm. they're talking and like actually get like the phrases that they're saying versus like I don't know I guess Netflix just doesn't care about like their translators or anything because like you'd think that they would want to hire people who like you know know the language really well and could do a very good translation right right yeah but I guess not (laughs) they were just like get it out there (laughs) hurry it up (laughs)
1: I almost feel like I heard somewhere, or maybe read like a tiny snippet of something that said that it took Netflix like ten years to actually buy, uh, like the rights to Squid Game or something because they originally didn't want it.
2: Well, the guy came up with the um story back in like 2008, so it took yeah, a it's to like get that it out yeah. there and stuff, yeah. Which is crazy because it's clearly very popular, so anyone should oh, have absolutely. picked it up. Um. I just feel like maybe if they had spent more time on the subtitles, it would have been. Better. Oh, they I haven't watched it, but
1: honestly, they could have spent more time on the dub too, because the dub seems like it's maybe six different people oh, doing the dub, and it's yeah. kind of annoying. That's
2: really sad. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I, like, I'm listening to it and watching it, and I'm like, okay, there's that person again. Yeah,
2: oh, okay, I mean- well, there's
1: that person again.
2: I usually don't watch dubbed stuff. Same, um, yeah, same. Because like I can't really stand it. If it's dubbed, it's usually gonna be anime that I watch it, and
1: mm-hmm. and it has
2: to be like actual anime, not like live action movies yeah. based off of it or anything. Like, and that's like even difficult because the mouths still don't move correctly. So, yeah. like I, that is one thing that will detract from me paying attention to a show, like one hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Because, no, it just doesn't work for me. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry. Squid Games is not our topic. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) But, it is interesting to note just how obsessed everyone is with that right now. It's insane.
1: I mean, I just started watching it yesterday, and people have been obsessed with it for at least, I don't know, two, three weeks or something. Yeah.
2: It's it's been a while. Um. And when it first, like, happened, like, I was just, you know, just chilling at work. And um, one of my friends was, like, like, talking to someone else about, like, that game. Yeah. And um, they were, like, explaining it. And I was, like, is this a game show? And they were, (laughs) like, yeah. And I genuinely thought that it was, like, a real... Game show. Game show. It's not. (laughs) But this is definitely a scripted one because I was saying they're like, there's no way people would actually like volunteer to like die. Yeah.
1: (laughs) See, in a weird way, it reminds me of the Hunger Games a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, like as I was watching last night, I was kind of like, oh, this this reminds me of the Hunger Games. Obviously, it's not the Hunger Games at all. No. but... But it just it had that same kind of air of like
2: um oh like people are going to die well and people have been um comparing it to hunger games too i've seen that oh really yeah oh okay that's definitely something people have been saying yeah not that it is battle royale is is hunger games Um, yes good job caroline whatever her name is is it caroline oh god what is her name Oh Suzanne Collins, I like Suzanne Collins. Yeah, I was like but Caroline Keen doesn't sound right. What's Caroline Keene wrote right. I don't know. Uh, oh Nancy Drew, I'm an idiot. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's the name that all the ghostwriter used for ghostwriters used for Nancy Drew. Anyway, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, <laughs> anyway. I'll probably watch Squid Games at some point, but I am gonna watch the third season of You first.
1: Yeah, I need to I need to go back and re-watch the first season so I can watch the next two seasons.
2: You haven't seen season two yet?
1: I still haven't seen season two. Oh, I
2: want to punch your face. You know
1: what? I'm, I'll probably watch it after I finish watching Squid Games.
2: Okay. I was going to say, good thing you're not sitting in front of me because fuck you! Just <laughs> kidding. Um, but you should definitely watch it because I love season two. Season two is bomb yeah I think I remember you
1: telling me that when season two came out
2: it's so much better than season one I'm (laughs) shook that you still haven't watched it sorry and then oh my god I started watching season three and I'm like I love this (laughs) 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 because it's just so great but I'm not gonna give any spoilers because yeah no
1: spoilers I haven't even seen season two Um, come on
2: we're not a spoiler-free podcast, but I'm not giving people spoilers about season two of you, because that one, I feel like you just genuinely need to experience. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're at Quidditch, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't remember when this happened. This might have been at breakfast, but Harry and Malfoy kind of cross, you know, and... I don't remember what Malfoy said, but Harry says, pity you can't attach an extra arm to yours, Malfoy, then it could catch the snitch for you. And in my mind I was just like, pity Malfoy can't have his father pay the snitch to fly to Malfoy directly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real, though. For real. Because <clears throat> we all know Malfoy is not a good Quidditch player. No. Um, but this is also a moment where uh, they describe Cho. Okay. Mm-hmm. and they described her as like shorter than Harry by a head and I he was like short. I was like okay movies <laughs> cause she's <laughs> oh, <three>. taller <laughs> That's she three, I is forgot. taller than Daniel Radcliffe yeah. which like isn't bad but at the same time if she's described as shorter I guarantee you there are probably other people who also auditioned to play Cho, that were shorter, who were probably pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just... Why did they have to choose what's her face? I don't know her name. I mean, it,
1: I think it gets to a point where it's just
2: who is the
1: better actor or actress yeah. in this role, rather yeah. than who fits
2: the description.
1: I, because,
2: I feel like they should do both. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean... Because here's the thing, too, when it comes to Wolverine, to make another tangent, uh, Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine in the X-Men movies, but in the comics, Wolverine is, like, I don't know, like, five foot, like, short. He's
2: short, but Hugh Jackman (laughs) is, like, six foot, so... Yeah, that's a good point. But no one else could be Wolverine, so... Exactly. (laughs) Someone else could have been Cho. (laughs) In the movies, she's not that big of a deal, which is sad, but. Yes, it's very sad. It's a sad. fact. It's a straight fact. Um, I loved her in the books, but, like, they just. They did her dirty in the movies. I mean, they did
1: Ginny dirty in the movies, too. Straight facts.
2: Straight facts.
1: Yeah. Um, I loved Ginny in the books. Yeah. I loved her. She was great. But, and, like, I. Don't get me wrong, I like Bonnie Wright in the movies, but just yeah, Ginny's right. character isn't. It's. Eh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They didn't really do much for her. No. And I mean, they, it's not that they did Hermione dirty. They just really cut out a lot of what makes her, her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we don't see her going on her like rights activism stuff like no one even knows about that if they haven't read the books.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: And I'm sitting here like, but I liked when she it's so bad. I was like, I liked when she was leaving little presents around. <laughs> and then the house elves got mad and boycotted Gryffindor common room. Yeah. Cuz they were like, we're not cleaning your fucking common room. We're tired of finding presents and being freed. <laughs> I would say and, and
1: here's the thing too, like if if the house elves like working at Hogwarts. They don't have to leave, despite... They could be like Dobby.
2: Exactly.
1: Dobby's free, and
2: he tried to stick around. Like, come on. He was the only one cleaning the common room. He was wearing all of Hermione's socks and hats. I know. (laughs) She got mad, though. She was like, those are for other house elves, and he was like, they don't want to clean your house. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, they don't want them. So, So, suck. me. yeah anyway <laughs> but i
1: i think i think it's also part of partly like um the house elves might feel some pride in being yeah. a hogwarts house elf yeah and if they are technically free then they are not technically a hogwarts house elf
2: that's a good point well can they offer their services again <laughs> oh i'm sure they could so why are but, why are they upset they're being freed? I'm sure that Dumbledore would not say no.
1: <laughs> I, I I think it's just a pride thing. I think it's like uh you know how there are people who are like down on their luck, don't have a lot of money, but maybe they have friends who have a lot of money, and they're like, no, I'm not taking any charity from you. And whatnot,
2: yeah, you know. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but. Yeah, so we have that fun description of Cho, you know, they uh, they really do some characters dirty in the movies, but it's whatever. Um, and so then we get to start, you know, the Quidditch game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Uh, we have Lee Jordan advertising firebolts the entire time. Of course. You know, why not? Uh- <laughs> and this is
1: where he uh, he mentions the built-in auto break on the firebolt, and I... Yeah. I- I don't understand the auto-brake. break. What is it?
2: I don't ask.
1: What, what is it for?
2: Know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. McGonagall uh, has some things to say. <laughs> uh-huh. Because, you know, she would rather hear about the Quidditch game, because she and loves Quidditch Firebolt. games, than, yeah, the broom that Harry's on. Yeah.
1: Which like the brew is exciting, but that's not what Jordan is being paid for.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like he's he's not he's not supposed to be advertising firebolts, mm-hmm. you know. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. Um Harry and Cho are like obviously, you know, battling for the snitch, basically.
1: Yeah, and Cho has an interesting strategy where she just cuts off the other Seekers before they can, like, get the Snitch and basically just confuses them.
2: Yeah, she, like, gets, like, right in front of them or crosses them. Yeah, she cuts them off. (laughs) Like, I just... I don't know. Reading that, I just thought it was weird because I was like, are you actually seeing the Snitch? Are you just trying really hard to make sure that they can't see the Snitch?
1: I would say, I think it's that she's trying really hard to be the first one to see the snitch and if she sees that they've seen the snitch then she goes and cuts them off and makes them lose it um i think it's also the fact that she knows that harry has an advantage with the firebolt so yeah. if she can uh if she can definitely distract him from catching the snitch then good for her
2: yeah Well, um, her doing this makes Harry go, yeah, fucking right, bitch. And so then he does his game of chicken that he likes to do. Yes. But he uh, he pulls up real quick and then goes after the snitch, which is really high above the field. So, you know, fun stuff. But in the process of going after the snitch, um, there are three cloaked figures that show up beneath him because he hears Cho go, (gasps) you know, she gasps. And he's like, what is going on? And so then he looks down, and he sees them, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? That's fine." Expect the Patronum. Sends his, you know, Patronus down there, and then he like continues on with the Snitch. Here's <laughs> here's the funny thing about that yeah. though. Uh, before the
1: Quidditch game starts, it mentions that Harry sticks his wand inside his t-shirt yeah. that he's wearing under
2: his Quidditch robes, and I'm like, "Do you not have pockets or something?" Well, and here's my thing. How often are people carrying stuff inside their t-shirts? Yeah. And how are you carrying stuff inside your t-shirt?
1: I mean, he must have, like, tucked the t-shirt into his pants, like. Or is it, like, really tight? Like. I, I don't know, but I'm just, you know, imagining him <laughs> on a broom trying to balance, like, putting his hand down his shirt to grab his
2: wand. And yeah. But either really way, funny. either way, if the shirt's really tight or it's tucked in and there's a broom inside of it. Neither way sounds comfortable. Yeah, um, or like something you should do while you're flying on a broom. Yeah.
1: I think this also could just be a fact that Harry is a third year and doesn't have a need to have his wand on him while he's flying a broom um, in some sort of pocket or anything. I yeah. feel like at some point they could come up with uh, like a like a, a leg box. harness or something that yeah. you put your wand in and you can just pull it out. Yeah. Like,
2: i don't know i just i don't know man but yeah so harry did the patronus and i was like yeah mm-hmm. yay, yes. yay, no, you know and then um you know he catches a snitch and they like win the game and he like gets i don't know like quote-unquote attacked by his team because they're very happy that he won for them. and they are still flying <laughs> mind you yeah. Yes! <laughs> um, and then they get back to the ground, you know, somehow, safely. <laughs> safely, uh, somehow, yeah. And he's like, what the heck, Dementors? And McGonagall's like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's uh, favorite people. Yeah, you know, I was just like, what the fuck? There's no way those idiots, like, thought that was a great idea, like, in front of all these teachers and stuff. Right. Like, now you're going to purposefully show people that you're bullies? I thought you were doing it secretly. <laughs> yeah,
1: because it turns out it's Draco, crab and Goyle.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so... And so I just was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever, right? I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So then they have their little party, you know, their celebration after they win, because uh, they do this in every year when they win, to but they go back to their common room they're partying it up and um harry sees hermione sitting because she's like she like talks to him or something um and so he like goes over there and starts talking to her and then he's like well why don't you like come and join us and she's like oh no 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 i can't because you know ron and then ron very (laughs) loudly is rude about her Mm -hmm. and shanks and peter (laughs) and i was like what the fuck
1: yeah i i also want to point out that apparently she has 422 pages to read by monday oh shit (laughs) yeah i was like (laughs) the fuck wow that's (laughs) like even if she were taking a normal amount of classes i don't even think she would have a hundred pages to read like so where did the 422 come from
2: well maybe this is where we find out that hermione actually procrastinates
1: Maybe, (laughs) because
2: that sounds like a book that needs to be read before it's due. That's true. You've had like a shit ton of time to read it. It could
1: could be home life and social habits of British muggles that Hermione has on the table with her.
2: Yeah, possible. Maybe, (laughs) maybe she's like, I already know all that shit, so I don't need to read this.
1: (laughs) Maybe she's gonna
2: read it anyway. She's gonna
1: read it because she's she's that kind of person.
2: Um, but yeah, so she doesn't join in on their little celebration. Yeah. And then, uh, McGonagall sends them all to bed. She's like, go the fuck to bed. Yep. <laughs> it is late, and you all need to sleep. And so then they get sent away, you know, and they're all going to bed, and, uh, and we have that moment where Ron, like, screams while everyone's sleeping. Mm-hmm. He, like, freaks the fuck out, and everyone's like, what the hell? And, um ron's like oh you know Sirius black was just standing over me with a knife it's fine yeah <laughs> And he's like if he realized it wasn't you why didn't he go after me <laughs> yeah and um so then they all go down like to the common room to like try and see if they can find him see if he's still in gryffindor tower and all that mm-hmm. but he's not um as far as they're aware i uh... i have no clue where he goes
1: yeah, no, I just want to say, like... Oh, you're good. Because was Sirius going after... Well, Sirius is going after Scabbers, Scabbers, I would assume.
2: He doesn't know that he's not there.
1: Yeah, but how did Sirius know that that was Ron's bed and that Ron had
2: Scabbers? Well, because he was in there earlier. No, No, he wasn't before when like ron freaks out about crookshanks i'm pretty sure that was a serious thing Mm -hmm. like i think the quote-unquote attack on scabbers wasn't crookshanks i'm pretty sure it was serious
1: hmm i thought it was crookshanks (laughs) <laughs> but sure
2: maybe i'm pretty sure
1: okay i could i could see that being serious i never because thought about
2: he's, that he's been the consistent like must get scabbers the entire yeah. time and like yeah crookshanks wants to but i don't think crookshanks is going into their room necessarily to do hmm.
1: it yeah especially since ron at least is trying to keep crookshanks out of there
2: yeah so i i I genuinely oh. think that that attack that Ron is so angry with Hermione for was serious, mm-hmm. which is why I'm annoyed with him for being angry with her for it because it's not like she did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they think it's Crookshank, so it's Hermione's cat. So Just assume
2: that if they don't know. It's not like they have a camera. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I-, I think the only thing, though, is the fact that now, in in this particular instance, when Ron says that he saw Sirius uh, standing at his bed, it's the fact that Sirius cut up Ron's curtains to show us. Yeah. yeah, So, so Ooh, extra what? What?
2: Like, fuck, why are you so extra? Uh, I mean, I understand
1: because he was—he's a prisoner escaped from Azkaban. He's gone crazy. But on the other hand, uh, he could have handled that better. He could have done it so that no one woke up. Hopefully. <laughs>
2: Even need to cut the curtains. <laughs> like Exactly. What? <laughs> um, I did laugh, though, because Harry had this whole thought where like he was like, well, why didn't he kill me? He could have killed Ron and then killed me. And then he was like, but wait, he would have had to kill everyone in the whole yeah. house. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Harry, just turn your godfather into a serial killer for real. Um, <laughs> I mean,
1: honestly, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because Sirius could have just immediately, I don't know, slashed Ron's throat or something, and <laughs> I, I don't know, could, could have killed Ron and Harry quietly, but Not know. if Ron's screaming like that. True. I would say not if Ron screams, but if Sirius could kill Ron before Ron screams, then sure. I mean, you have beat
2: the time, dude.
1: Exactly. Sirius <laughs> you gotta be a better serial killer.
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. About that
1: about that. He's not one, so...
2: No. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I struggle a little bit with the writing in this
1: book. Oh, no, I get it. I totally get it.
2: Um, So, yeah, Ron gets attacked, um, and they're all awake in the common room, and McGonagall comes back and is like, what the fuck, Percy? I told you to put them to bed! And he was like, this wasn't my call. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't do
2: this. Um, and that just, it made me laugh because I was like, LOL, Percy. Nice. Nice. Um, but then they tell McGonagall about Sirius and stuff and she's like, no, there's no fucking way. And mm-hmm. they're like, um, yeah, he was in there. Why don't you ask Sir Could hadogan or whatever yeah and she's like okay fine so she steps out and goes what's up did you let a man in here and he goes yeah and she goes what <laughs> and he's like yeah he had the whole week's worth of passwords yeah and she goes what the fuck who wrote down the damn passwords <laughs> And I was like, that's so mean. I was like, oof, Neville. Because it's definitely Neville. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Sir Cadogan oh, is not the smartest portrait in Hogwarts. Oh my gosh, no. But also, how many passwords do they need in a week? Dude, I don't know. Like, I understand okay. why they're changing the passwords. Like, every day or every other day or whatever. But still, like, you're going to have kids who are very forgetful. And yeah. will write down the passwords like Neville did. Right, so I, I, what did you want Neville to do?
2: Right, like what? What were you expecting? Exactly. What was I meant to do? <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of chapter thirteen.
1: Yes, finally.
2: It only took us an hour.
1: <laughs> only an hour. <laughs> With some tangents, but you yeah, know, many tangents many tangents um, many long tangents too
2: yeah it's been some time but i think mm-hmm. they were good tangents mm-hmm. so i'll probably leave them in. i don't know in
0: 1961 the fantastic four returned from space and the world changed forever over the next year the earth experienced three alien attacks the destruction of lower manhattan and the reemergence of ancient gods. Super Serious 616 is the podcast that covers it all from the inside. What would it be like to live in that world? Join Ed and Mike as they ask questions no one else is asking. Is Iron Man a good use of shareholder capital? Subscribe at Super Serious 616 or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Um, but now we're on to chapter 14, and it's titled Snape's Grudge. Which means you can assume that this chapter has to do with Snape Snape. Yes, <laughs> and based off of the grudge thing, I would say it probably has to do with the Marauders. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> no way! But I feel like they're the only ones he really has a grudge against. Uh, I know. With good reason, okay? With good reason. Good reason good but, reason. You know, <laughs> we won't find that out for a while, but Well, I mean we kind of find it out here.
1: Oh, it's true, we do.
2: You're right. I forgot. This is the one instance that lots of people always forget about and I'm always like, yeah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. That proves James is not that great. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get there. We'll we'll tell you all about why James is a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> so first first thing off um, they they fired Sir Cadigan, uh-huh. uh, because you know he's a shithead who lets whoever into the. The common room,
1: as long as they have the password, it's fine.
2: It's not fun. (laughs) You're gonna let someone in green robes come inside the Gryffindor common room. Yeah, they have the password. Come on, like, no, (laughs) no, that is not where they live.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you also have to think about the fact that, uh, in book seven, yeah, I think it's seven. Um, um, when Harry and the trio, when the trio go back to Hogwarts and Harry's looking for Horcruxes, uh, Harry and Luna go to the Ravenclaw uh-huh.
3: um,
1: common room and I mean, he's let in, but he's also with the Ravenclaw. But yeah. You know, so yeah. they don't have a, a guard like the Gryffindor common room does. No, at least not like that, but
2: there's was a riddle.
1: Yeah. And when you think about it, the Hufflepuffs one is, you just tickled the pair, I think. I know, that, yeah. That's to get into the kitchen, I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember, it might be to get into the kitchens, oh. I don't know. I don't know either, but, like, the only one I feel like that has an actual guard is Gryffindor.
2: Yeah. So. Um... um... Hufflepuff common room is entered from the same corridor as the kitchens. Uh, oh, you tap on a barrel. Ah, see, there you go. <laughs> so tickling the pear is definitely for the kitchen.
1: For the kitchens, definitely, yeah.
2: But there are there's a pile of large barrels that are found stacked in a shadowy stone recess on the right hand side of the corridor. And um, barrel two from the bottom, middle of the second row, will open if tapped in the rhythm of Helga Hufflepuff. As a security device, though, to repel non-Hufflepuffs tapping on the wrong barrel, or tapping the incorrect number of times, it results in one of the other lids bursting off and drenching the interloper in vinegar. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. I love it. love that. I love that I security love it. device. It's great. <laughs> anyway, there you go. You gotta tap a barrel to get into the Hufflepuff common room. Mm-hmm. So Hufflepuff common room is a barrel um, Ravenclaw is a riddle and mm-hmm. Gryffindor and Slytherin are boring as fuck with their passwords but Slytherin is always some kind of like I'm better than you password. <laughs> as far as we can tell yeah. <laughs> Cause you know Salazar was that way but yeah I don't know how those four were friends
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I I, I I,
2: started a school and Salazar was like I'm gonna start a really bad part of the school (laughs) where people can go bad
1: (laughs) I genuinely would love a Hogwarts founders series
2: I just I want to know how Salazar was friends with them (laughs) yeah I I
1: just I want to know what happened because maybe I don't know, maybe he was slightly better when they started the school. And then he went off. And them. then he, yeah, because I, I get the feeling that, you know, he still could have been like, oh, I only want pure bloods, but, like, the rest of you guys are okay.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but then maybe as they kept doing the school, he was kind of like, hmm, no, I really don't like this.
2: Yeah. And
1: then went even worse.
2: I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's probably similar to, ha- like, what happened with Narcissa and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Where, like, she wasn't, like, inherently bad to begin with yeah she kept surrounding herself with like not so great people and eventually that became her life. yeah so, I don't know um, but anyway, Sarah Cadigan has been fired and the fat lady is back.
1: <laughs> yeah and I I always thought it was the they had the intention to bring the fat lady back.
2: yeah, I thought so too, but I guess not <laughs> I,
1: I don't know because I understand why she might not want to come back but like well, I just...
2: her and she came back um but she has security guards now
1: <laughs> yeah she she has security guards now so i i get the feeling she had been fixed and then was kind of like uh no sir cadogan can take my spot
2: yeah but then
1: once uh once he was fired they were like fat lady we're only choosing you we're not choosing anyone else like you're you're the guard
2: yeah with his fuck up
1: um
2: <laughs> but it's like it's um, Ron is enjoying his new popularity. Yes. Uh, because he's been attacked. So everyone's like, what happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, so okay. he's telling the story over yeah. and over again. Like,
2: constantly. He's probably changing details as well. Um, oh, definitely. But I... What was Ron, Or Neville's punishment?
1: Neville was not told the passwords anymore.
2: Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. So I, I was like, what the fuck? That's so mean to Neville when he just has a bad memory and wanted to be able to get home to the door. <laughs> oh, no. I feel so bad for him. I was like, that oh, poor kid. So yeah, so he doesn't know the password. So now he has to wait for people to let him in. Or yeah. no, that's basically it. Or like just that's ba- that's basically it. To, like, yeah. The, like up to the fat lady and stuff. So that's just that's some bullshit. That's like living in an apartment complex and not having the key to your apartment. So you have to, like, wait for your roommate to, like, come and let you in or, like, come yeah. home and stuff. Like, that is the worst way to live. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know. But that none of that is uh, even as bad as the howler he receives from his grandma. I know. Like, holy crap. And because they already know what howlers are and what they do, he's like, oh, shit. And so he takes it and he runs before it starts yelling at him. And I mean, they still hear it, but, you know, yeah, I guess not as loud. And he doesn't have to, like, be standing or sitting in the great hall when it happens. And then, you know, they get a message from Hagrid about tea time, Ron and Harry do. Uh, and so they get invited to go have tea with Hagrid.
1: Yeah. i I have to say when i when i first read like the little note from hagrid and it was like dear harry and ron and i was kind of like what about hermione like i i'm sure that hagrid knows that they're fighting but still
2: oh i knew exactly why she wasn't
1: invited see i i forgot why she wasn't invited i was just funny
2: why it's because ron is a piece of shit right now
1: Uh-huh, and Hagrid invited them
2: specifically to talk about Hermione. Yes, and he wanted to talk to them about how Ron needs to stop being a piece of shit. Um, yes. So so they go, and you know, they see Buck because they, like, walk up to Hagrid's hut and stuff, and then they, like, notice Hagrid's, like, ugly suit that he has ready for his hearing. Um, and then I was like, yes, Hagrid, go after them! They're being assholes for sure! <laughs> Um, and I was, like, she's just trying to protect her friends, and, like, she just wants Harry to be safe, but this is, like, later, when, um, she's, like, I'm gonna tell if Harry goes to Hogsmeade. Yeah. But, yeah, like, their little meeting with Hagrid was literally Hagrid being, like, stop being shitheads, she's your friend. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like Hagrid could have talked to them more about it, but I also understand that he probably like I mean he's not a part of the situation. he's just going based on whatever he's heard and whatever yeah. Hermione has told him because Hermione has been visiting him, yeah, um, but it's like, okay, but still, you could talk some more sense into them.
2: I know Come I know, on. but at the same time, he's still learning how friendship works too, so oh, it's true. it's probably like like he's probably already said like everything that he could say. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I think that's probably why he didn't say more, because he's probably like, well, that's what I know, and I feel like you guys need to know this, too.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I know he, like, his learning on all of that has been a little, like, stunted, just because, like, people legit didn't really want to be around him and, like, thought he, like, had done some bad shit, you know? Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden he has this trio of kids who like want to like genuinely want to hang out with him and like spend time with him and get to know him. And so like, he's still learning that a little bit. Yeah. It's like he's, he's
1: learning, but he also has to remember that he's the adult.
2: Yeah, here. exactly. It's hard for him when it comes to like being the adult in some of these situations. Cause he does just want to pal around with them a little bit. Yeah. and You can't just do that as a teacher um but you know it's whatever (laughs) yeah um so they go back up to the castle and this is when they realize it's hogsmeade weekend coming up or whatever yeah and um this is when hermione is like um harry if you go to hogsmeade i'm gonna tell mcgonagall about that map yeah (laughs) And they get all upset with her for it. And I'm like, she's just trying to protect her friends, Ron. What the fuck? Like, she knows there's a mass murderer on the loose. Like, she she wants to protect her friends. Come on. I was like, all she wants is Harry to be safe. Or at least as safe as possible. Even though we know Hogwarts isn't
1: safe. Yeah, I know.
2: It's never safe. It's but- never safe. It is safer than if he were to, like, just be in Hogsmeade out in the open, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. I understand where Hermione's coming from. I also understand that they're upset that she's like, I'm gonna get rid of your map that you have. uh uh-huh, yeah. It's like, I see both sides of the coin. Yeah, exactly. You know? But, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna
1: say, also, uh, another... Thing Neville was punished for, well, not necessarily punished for, but another result of his punishment is the fact that he can't go to Hogsmeade now. Mm -hmm. So he's, so you know, he's stuck at the
2: castle. Which (laughs) is why, when Harry's trying to go, Mm -hmm. um, Neville shows up and Harry's like, fuck, I can't. Mm
1: -hmm. So
2: then they get talking and Neville's like, oh, I'll hang out with you and stuff. And, um, then Snape shows up.
1: Yeah, Harry, like Harry's trying to get out of this uh, whole situation with Neville, yeah. and it's kind of like uh, Neville. Yeah, no, I just remember I gotta go to the library, and Neville's yeah. like, "Oh, I'll come with you." And he's like, "Oh, wait, no, hold on, I was gonna." It's just I'm
2: You're like, me, "I know that yeah, the poor kid." And then the you know kid. we have we have Snape who shows up, and like, I I'm pretty sure he knows exactly what that area is. Um. And he's, like, looking at the witch going, you guys, you're not leaving this castle. (laughs) I mean, Um, maybe, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure he does just based off of the next, like, the part when Harry comes back. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm pretty sure he knows exactly what the witch leads to. But he's like, this is really suspicious. Why are you guys meeting right here of all places? Mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah so he probably does know that's a passage it's it's a hard
1: thing where it's like you don't want to mention it because if they don't know then you know you'd be
2: giving it away but if they do know then what do you say yeah (laughs) um so i'm like okay um and then they like walk off you know obviously neville and harry walk off together and harry's like oh we're gonna go to the common room and then like makes up some excuse to Neville about how he has to go get his essay out of the library because he left it there. Yeah. Abandons Neville just to run straight back to the One-Eyed Witch so he can go to Hogsmeade. Yeah. Um, And so he does. He climbs down and he grabs his bag and stuff and he heads to Hogsmeade. And Ron's, like, upset because it took him forever to get there. (laughs) But, like, he can't control what happens inside the castle. Ron um so it just made me laugh a little bit about that um uh, but yeah so ron and harry like go around hanging out piling around yeah uh, and harry gives ron money to buy him stuff at is it honey dukes or zonko's whatever it is it could have been
1: both honestly yeah, i think it was zonko's both, though
2: but yeah um so he has that and then um they head over to like the shrieking shack Basically, and yeah. this is the first we really hear about the Shrieking Shack. Uh, this is where we hear that it's like the most haunted uh, building in mm-hmm. like all. And like of the Wizarding World or something. Yeah, so, like, like all the entrances are sealed
1: shut and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, what makes this the most you know feared building here? Right? That's what I was. Watching. That's what I want to know.
2: It's like, what's wrong with it? It's
1: like, <laughs> you know? I mean, if if, you know, all those years ago when the Marauders were at school, it had been, you know, just a an old abandoned building, whatever, like, okay, fine. It was an old abandoned building. But then maybe when a, when Lupin started using it to hide out at that time of month, uh, yeah. maybe then it became known as the Shrieking Shack. But I'd, I don't know. Yeah, I
2: don't know either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> they are, you know, They're there, Mm -hmm. and they're having a conversation. I mean, Ron is having a conversation with himself from the outside.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because Harry Um, is under the invisibility cloak, and no one can see him.
2: And he's not interested in spending time with Hermione either. But if they were spending time with Hermione, Hermione would tattle. So, you know. Mm -hmm. you win some, you lose some, I guess. Uh, (laughs) But then we have Crab and Goyle and Malfoy. Malfoy? It's fine. Malfoy. Um, walking up towards the Shrieking Shack and Ron and Harry are like, oh, and Harry's like, I got this. I'm gonna have some fun. Yeah, because Malfoy starts talking down to
1: Ron because, of course, it looks like Ron is just there by himself. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, ah, we can bully this one kid by himself. <laughs> like, right. It's fine.
2: <laughs> Terrible people. Um, but also, I hadn't realized that it wasn't snowing. It's just...
1: Yeah. Funny.
2: And I was like, I don't know if I like that. Like, I, I feel like the snow is better.
1: Yeah, I, I do prefer the snow, but I think it's because we're so used to the movies. Yeah, probably. That it's like, oh, the snow makes sense because you make snowballs and throw well, them at people.
2: And it makes sense for the time of year, too. Like, it's not outrageous oh. that there would be snow on the ground. Yeah. They are. They're in Scotland. It's probably yeah. snowy, you know? We're in, like, what, late November? <laughs> something like that so, i think so like that's like oh no this is after christmas oh yeah you're right so it's like maybe the beginning of spring maybe maybe so it would still make sense to have snow in a cold area like that but um i don't know this whole scene is just like it's rough I, I <laughs> yes feel like. um not that, I, not that it's, like, it couldn't happen or anything, because, yeah. like, I'm sure that people have mud fights, but I just, I don't like how Joe wrote it. Yeah,
1: there's there's also a line, because <laughs> uh, Harry starts throwing mud at Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle, and then, you know, all three of them are just freaking out, and they're scared and everything, and there's this line about Crabbe and Goyle It says, Crabbe and Goyle were looking scared. Their bulging muscles were no use against ghosts. And I'm like, okay, now I'm confused. Are they fat or do they just have lots of muscles? Like, make Ooh, up your mind.
2: For real. Make up your mind, Joe. Oh, <laughs> You need character profiles. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. No. I thought that the mud instead of the snow was interesting because he definitely throws it on Malfoy's head. <laughs> yup. <laughs> and was like, what the fuck? But mm-hmm. Harry's cloak does get grabbed. hmm And then Harry's head is revealed. Which I'm just... I guess I'm just curious how he was wearing the cloak.
1: <laughs> I yeah, here's here's this is I, I don't understand the invisibility cloak sometimes. And this is one of those right. times. Yeah, because from what we understand in like book one, at least it was an actual like cloak that yeah. he would wear.
3: Yeah.
1: But if you look at like the movies, it's essentially just a giant blanket.
2: Yeah. That you put on top of yourself. Yeah.
1: Like, okay, yeah. fine. I guess that's great. <laughs>
2: Um, well, and it's like a giant because as they grow up, it ends up not being able to cover all of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. But also, how do they fit three people in a cloak? Cloak? If it's a cloak.
1: Yeah. How do you even fit two people
2: in it? Like a cloak is meant for one person. Uh-huh, it's Like yeah. it's a cloak for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I guess if we're going with like it actually being a real cloak, like that's a problem too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it's a problem in it, of itself.
2: I think the whole thing of it is a problem, because I don't think she ever thought people were really going to think too much about it. I think she thought, I have an invisibility cloak that I'm going to ride in here for Harry, and it's just going to get him out of all these bad situations real mm-hmm. fast and easily.
1: And it's not until you get to book seven, where you hear the story about a uh, The Deathly Hallows, where you realize, oh, this is Death's invisibility cloak. Yeah. So I wonder if there's some sort of magical properties that if you're wearing it as an actual cloak, then it, you know, makes all of you invisible, even though your cloak might not cover your face. I don't know. Uh, Or maybe if it's like a blanket of sorts, maybe it grows with time. Like if it realizes there's two people under it or whatever, then maybe it grows to cover both people.
2: I don't know. I don't know I don't know either uh, it's definitely weird but Malfoy sees Harry's head mm-hmm. and goes okay and he runs yeah
1: here's the thing too why did Malfoy not say anything about oh my god Potter has an invisibility cloak like oh my god because they're super rare I don't
2: know like dude. there's only
1: one come on
2: I mean I don't know but he's like oh cool harry's here all right i'm gonna go tattle I that's have to go tattle. His, his go-to he does that in every book yeah um yeah. so he does he runs straight to the castle and harry's like shit he's gonna beat me there so then harry's like i gotta go too and so then he runs um and he tries to like make his way back into the castle but like the pathway is all muddy and stuff yeah And so then when he gets back into the castle at where the One-Eyed Witch is, he can hear Snape coming uh, and doesn't he like see it on the parchment? Yeah, Maybe? I don't know, I don't remember. But he, you can at least hear him when he gets like close enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Harry's like, shoot, I have mud on my hands. Like, what is this? And Snape's like, oh, hi! Weird that you're here again. Which, this is why I think that Snape knows where this passage is and like what it is because there's no reason for him to be coming directly to that same spot again, unless he knows. Yeah,
1: I I think here's the, the dumb thing Harry did too is the fact that he went, Oh, Snape's coming. I better get out of here and up into the castle when I think Harry could have just waited because he like Hogwarts is huge. Harry could have been anywhere.
2: I know, yeah. He didn't need to be right at the one I'd wish, mm-hmm. which, like, just, like, it just kind of makes him look even more guilty than he already yeah. is. <laughs> that and the fact that he's
1: covered in mud now. Yeah. But Sorry. I think also had he, you know, like, waited, then maybe Snape would have gone into the passage. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. but.
2: I don't know either.
1: <laughs> I almost feel like Snape wouldn't go into the passage, but maybe he would look into it. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I feel like he should have looked in it earlier because then he could have seen Harry's bag, you know?
1: But if he had looked into it earlier, well, I guess maybe it would have had to have been, like, Harry and Neville walking away.
2: Well, yeah, because they but... left, and Snape was still there. He was, like, checking mm-hmm. out the witch. Like, he still could have opened the passageway after he knew they were gone and, like, checked. True. Yeah there was anything down there because Harry had already dropped his bag down he was like ready he was like I'm gonna go
3: yeah
2: (laughs) um but yeah we have this fun little conversation with Snape where Snape's like you know what Malfoy just told me the funniest thing (laughs) (laughs) yes um apparently your head was in Hogsmeade
1: (laughs) and I quoted what Snape said because it was so funny he goes what would your head have been doing in Hogsmeade Potter your head is not allowed in Hogsmeade. No part of your body has permission to be in Hogsmeade. And I just, I died.
2: I love Snape. <laughs> I legit love this character. I love how he's written. I, I, I do love uh, how he's written because it, it's funny sometimes. He's pure gold. Like, he's not a great person, no. but he is pure gold. <laughs> yes. Um,. Because a lot of times Harry does deserve some of the crap that Snape throws at him. <laughs> like, for instance, right here, he definitely deserves the sass. Yes. Deserved. Well-deserved. Um, and I was just laughing. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and then... is So, do they stay here, or is this when they go to Snape's office? I don't remember. Let me look real quick. Let's um, find out. Because I know they go to his office.
1: Okay, so like basically, as soon as Harry jumps out of the witch, uh, Snape, you know, turns the corner and sees him, and he's just kind of like, "All right, come with me, Potter." So they're uh, in his office at this. Okay,
2: party. okay, so this whole conversation's happening there. Okay, so this is where Snape starts talking to him about like um, his father.
1: Basically,
2: yeah. Um, does Harry know that he's talking about his father? Hold on, I'll look again.
1: Or, I closed the book.
2: Because Snape has Harry turn out his pockets, and he finds all of this stuff in it, and he finds the, you know, the map parchment. And he's like, oh. So I can just throw this away, right? Like, you don't need this, right? It's just a spare bit of parchment. <laughs> and um, I was like, oof. So I think that he does kind of tell Harry about his dad.
1: Yeah, yeah, because basically um, Harry claims that he had been up in Gryffindor Tower, and Snape's kind of like, can anyone confirm that? Um, And so he, you know, Snape just starts kind of talking down to Harry, like, oh, so, you know, everyone has been trying to keep the famous Harry Potter safe from serious crime, but famous Harry Potter is a law unto himself, blah, blah, blah. He gets to just Um, shut up
2: castle kind of thing like his father did
1: yeah and so yeah so we get that whole my dad didn't strut and neither do i comment but uh snape is kind of like how extraordinarily like your father you are potter he too was exceedingly arrogant and yeah blah, blah blah goes on from there
2: yeah um and so then this is where we get the details of how snape was almost murdered by remus because of sirius and um and snape is like it? not wrong because what James did was incredibly not safe. (laughs) Um, And sorry, just my final thing about it. No, keep going. James really was just trying to cover his own ass. He didn't give a fuck about what happened to Snape. Mm, He did not. There's a whole reason they even like, were like, hey, this will be funny. Like, Snape would have died (laughs) if he had gone to where Remus was. Like, the fact that James did it just to like, save his own ass makes me like, so mad because he didn't do it just to save another human being he did it because he was worried he was gonna get in trouble for it
1: Mm -hmm. i mean we don't get the details of what happened but we do get a general sense that something bad would have happened yeah um which you know we find out later what the details are yeah we do but yeah like i i think James. Like, saved Snape, not only to cover his own ass, but because I think he realizes
2: that Lupin never would have forgiven him. Exactly, yeah. He wasn't doing it for Snape. He was doing it because of himself and because of his friends. Because Lupin can't control himself when he's a werewolf. Yeah. He has the werewolf instincts when he's a werewolf. So
1: and And, just to say what this whole thing was, since I don't think we've actually said it, yeah, I think you're right, um, I think James kind of like either lured Snape into the shrieking shack or told him to go to
2: the shrieking shack. It was serious, oh, it was serious, oh, okay yeah, serious, um, Sirius was trying to get Snape to go there, Because um, mm-hmm. it was like his grand plan, I guess um Lupin was there, and okay james to cover all of their asses and keep them all from getting in trouble or expelled or whatever goes and tells snape hey don't go <laughs> yeah but so i i mean i guess
1: i guess technically this would have been Sirius's fault then
2: i mean it's all of their faults so. i mean uh,
1: it's <laughs> I, I mean it would be both james and Sirius's fault but Sirius yeah. is the one who told snape to go so Sirius yeah. would have taken most of the blame
2: i think probably but i think james um I don't know. Just based on how he treats Snape, it's like, it's all bad. It's I would say,
1: bad. yeah, it, it would have been a um, oh, James, you knew about this and you didn't stop it, so like, yeah, yeah. you get blamed too. <clears throat> a huge
2: but... And I think that's what happened. I think James realized that's the conversation that would happen afterwards, and he was like, mm-hmm. nope. Yep. Not doing that. <laughs> yep. Um. So. Oh, we, we never fully
1: said. uh Lupin, so, it was Lupin's time of month, so he would have been a werewolf yeah. and killed
2: Snape. <laughs> yeah yeah because he can't control himself yeah so you know animalistic tendencies as a werewolf good luck Mm uh (laughs) that would have been oh that would have been so sad i don't want snape ripped to pieces (laughs) poor little teenage snape
1: snape wouldn't have been much of a character in the series if he had been ripped to pieces
2: i know so
1: you wouldn't have had him to love as a character
2: That would make me so
1: mad.
2: Need (laughs) him. Uh, But, yeah, so Snape does have Harry turn out all of his pockets, though, and so he, like, Mm -hmm. he does. He pulls everything out of his pockets, like his bag of stuff that he got from Hogsmeade, his map that, thankfully, he said mischief managed on. Um, Just, like, anything that was in his pockets is now on Snape's desk. And so Snape's like, oh, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) About the parchment, because, you know, he probably recognizes it. Um, And Harry's like, oh, it's just just a spare bit of parchment. And Snape's like, cool, so I can throw it in the fire then, right? And Harry's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Snape's like, hmm, okay. So this definitely is more than just a spare bit of parchment. Yep. (laughs) And so then he starts, like testing it for like magic and stuff and
1: here's the funny thing too is the way yeah. he's he's going about it makes me think of just you know random people and like the real world like pointing their wand at something and being like abracadabra and, yeah, Like right. you know nothing happens but that's just what it seemed like because snape was trying all these things <laughs> and nothing was happening
2: i honestly think it's just because joe didn't really know exactly what she wanted The Revelio or whatever spell to be, yeah. (laughs) Um. So she like wrote this weird scene, and we're all like, "Okay, cool, Joe, that's not right." And she fixed it later, but (laughs) I was (laughs) thinking,
1: yeah, because let's see. Snape says, "Reveal your secret." Nothing happens. He also says, "Show yourself." Nothing happens, and then he finally says, "Professor Severus Snape, master of the school, commands you to yield the information you (laughs) conceal," and then it works
2: yeah joe you should have just come up with Ravelio earlier okay
1: i don't know why i didn't catch on to the master of the
2: school bit of this when i was reading but that's hilarious i'm dead i didn't catch on to that either but anyway the the map is like okay and it comes alive right mm-hmm. and we've got remus um sirius and potter and you know Pettigrew. uh all you know chatting it up about how shitty snape is mm-hmm. and i was like excuse you guys that's very rude
1: <laughs> i was like which i i have tons of questions about this
2: yeah because I do know whose magic is going into the parchment
1: that's that's my thing yeah that's my question because uh let's see what i wrote in my notes was um okay so what i really don't understand is all of these messages that are making fun of snape when he finally gets the map to reveal itself surely when the marauders made the map they didn't know that snape would become a professor and whatnot right unless the map somehow can get into someone's mind and figure out what
2: insults would upset them i don't know my i didn't sorry are you no go ahead go ahead so my thinking on this is i just i just barely thought this up but um i feel like it you can't get the map to activate really without the password unless mm-hmm. you state your name. And, um, perhaps there were some names that they have, like, preset things for. So, like, they, they did this specifically in case, like, Snape did happen to find the map that, mm-hmm. um, they were like, cool, this is what we want to have show up when he does find it, if he finds it.
1: Agreed. I think the only thing, the only comment that appears on the map that makes me think a little otherwise um, is the fact that uh, like the last thing that shows up, it says, Mr. Wormtail bids Professor Snape good day and advises him to wash his hair, the slime ball. And so I feel like that's a very Snape thing.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, they had, like, preset stuff for different people. Oh, okay. Like, just anyone probably wouldn't have been able to get something. Maybe they had some kind of, like, general thing that showed up whenever it was someone that they didn't, like, Mm -hmm. necessarily want something specific to be said to, but, like, this clearly was directed at Snape, so they were like, in case Snape gets to this, if any word of his name is said or whatever Mm -hmm. while they're trying to, like, figure out what's going on like this shows up i think
1: the only thing with that though because i i do understand there being um presets for snape at least yeah. the only thing is that it mentions that you know like oh um what is it where was it I don't know. uh mr padfoot would like to register his astonishment that an idiot like that ever became a professor <sighs> so yeah. how I would that, that, that one doesn't it. work
2: yeah that that, was, i think that's the uh, only one that doesn't work sorry honey <laughs> yeah so this i, I um... like really, she didn't think her map all the way through not
1: this part at least <laughs>
2: <laughs> she really should have thought about that they're all like not involved in the map anymore this map has been sitting in an office
1: i would say because from what i understand if i remember correctly i think the map was taken up during like their last year at hogwarts or something yeah so who knows if even snape was planning on being a professor at that point
2: i don't know but they didn't have the map (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i don't know It's interesting definitely interesting um, yeah. But yeah, so Snape just goes, "Oh, this is clearly an evil piece of parchment." Yeah, I, I do also wonder if Snape
1: recognized the handwritings. Well, I was gonna wonder if he even knew their nicknames. That too, yeah. I feel like I feel like only the Marauders knew the nicknames. Do you think so? Because
2: I feel like they would have called each other these things. Maybe I don't know. So like, I just I'm like torn on I all. Say- of them. Because
1: I don't know. I think the only thing is the fact that, you know, Snape then goes like, this parchment is plainly full of dark magic. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, eh. But if he knew who it was, then then... it's full of dark magic. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He might think that as like, oh, I hate these guys. But um, I think he would also be like, okay, this isn't dark magic. It's just bullies.
2: Yeah, and then he would never let anyone take it. Well, okay, so he does bring it to Remus, so you're right, he doesn't know who it is. Or, yeah, like, Remus comes into the room, yeah. Um, Because, yeah, Remus comes in, or whatever, and he looks at it, and he's like, oh, what's that?
1: (laughs) Ooh, before Remus comes in, though, Ron comes bursting in.
2: Oh, yeah, and he's like, I did it, I bought him that stuff, I did it!
1: Like, I got I, it, I got it from, goes,
2: <laughs> like, ages ago.
1: And here's the thing. Technically, if Harry hadn't been into Hogsmeade at all, then how would Ron have even known that he needed to go and run into Snape's office? Right? Stop
2: giving it away, Ron. <laughs> Ron, you're dumb. Idiot. You don't go right now. Yeah. You're supposed to wait. <laughs> but yeah, Lupin does come in. So yeah, so Lupin shows up. And Snape's like, look at this and, and Lupin's like oh hmm, looks like it's a joke shop thing yeah. <laughs> plays it off real chill he recognizes it for sure um and Snape's like are you sure because I don't think it is and Lupin's like it's from a joke shop right Harry <laughs> like, yeah of course <laughs> and Harry's like oh yeah for sure <laughs>
1: no, for sure definitely Zonkos has been making these for forever <laughs>
2: I just got it from Zonkos like forever ago or whatever. Like Ron says, like, uh, that's when Ron bursts in. He's like, I got it from Zonkos. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah. Like, see? It's from Zonkos. Told ya. I guess I'll keep it now. And so then he does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's not giving it back to Snape now that he has his map back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, definitely. He gets to creep on the students now again. Um, But I just, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that. Lupin just happens to be there. Um, and then he has a whole conversation with Harry about this after they like don't they like leave Snape's office? They do leave Snape's yeah. office. Okay. So they walk away and this is when Lupin like chats with Harry about the map and is like, you know, I I know that this map was confiscated and was in Filch's office. <laughs> and Harry's mm-hmm. like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, and Harry does, because this is something I didn't even think to uh, put
1: in my notes, but Snape thought that maybe Harry had gotten the map from the manufacturers of the map. Um, And so Harry does ask Lupin about that. He's like, why did Snape think I'd got it from the manufacturers? And Lupin says, because these map makers would have wanted to lure you out of the school, they'd think it extremely entertaining. Yeah. Which, yes, agreed.
2: You thought what? I thought that was weird. Why? Well, just, like, lure him out of the school because it would be entertaining. I don't know. I just... I, I think it's it- like, a weird thing to have, like, said there without, like, more context or information about it.
1: I get that, yeah. I think because we know the Marauders and we have a general sense of what they were like when they were in school. Like, they would definitely be like, ooh, I bet we can get kids to leave the school with this map if they find it. Yeah. And like, oh, that would be lots of fun. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I, I guess I looked at your thing about Sirius, and I guess that makes sense, um, about maybe Sirius going and grabbing the map and then leaving it for Harry somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that's not, like, in the chapter, so I just didn't even, like, my mind didn't even go there. I was just like, Okay, like weird thing to say, Remus. Yeah.
1: But like, okay. <laughs> I would say because it's entirely possible <coughs> because Lupin does say that he knows that the map had been confiscated by Filch. Yeah. And um, assuming oh, Sirius yeah. knows that, since I'm sure he does. They all you know. know that. They, they, all, they know all know that. Did. Yeah. But so. Sirius could have gone and found it in Filch's office after hours or something and put it somewhere for Harry to find.
2: Yeah. You don't know. You never know. Um, Which, I mean, we know that's not what happened, but... No, for sure. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I do kind of enjoy that Remus, like, takes this moment to, like, be like, Harry, you really need to be safer. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, kid, but, like, you gotta stop it. You gotta knock it off. Because Harry's a fucking idiot, so... Yeah. Yeah. Please, Remus, parent him.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lupin says, your parents gave their lives to keep you alive, Harry. A poor way to repay them, gambling their sacrifice for a bag of magic tricks.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for, and for doing the parenting. <laughs> and this,
1: is, this is honestly a really good point that Harry doesn't care much for his own safety when everyone yeah. else, except for maybe Ron, cares a whole lot more.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: But I think this is also just a... Um, like, a lot of kids or maybe teenagers more specifically, like, they all think that, oh, nothing bad could happen to me
2: and things like that, so. No, that's, that's very true because, I mean, like, when we were in, like, high school and stuff, like, mm-hmm. there were, like, I mean, in other grades, like, obviously this didn't happen very much in arts, but, like, there were so many people who, like, went, like, driving drunk or, like, had yeah. gotten into, like, car accidents or, like, just all kinds of, like, different accidents that could actually like kill you very seriously harm you or kill you yeah Yeah, exactly and so like you're not you're not untouchable as a teenager like that's probably one of the one of the times of your life where you're the most vulnerable because you do have this thinking where you're like oh nothing bad can happen to me i'm still young like but you absolutely could die at any moment a lot
1: of i think a lot of teenagers think that they're invincible yeah
2: I agree. I think they do, too, which I think is another reason why they do the drinking and then driving
1: mm-hmm.
2: because they genuinely think that, oh, it's it's not it's not me. Like, that's not going to happen to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, but... I know um, <laughs> when I was a freshman in high school, I didn't know about this until like after the fact that it happened. But someone who was kind of in my friend group, I wasn't really friends with her. But uh-huh. she was friends with my friends. Uh, her and one other person showed up to school drunk with alcohol in their bags. Oh. And whoa. yeah, I, I got pulled into like a, a separate room or whatever. And, you know, a policeman asked me questions, like asked me about her. And I was kind of like, honestly, I don't really know her. Oh, like, my
3: God.
1: And, yeah. I was like, why am I being pulled out of class? And they're like, yeah. So, you know, so-and-so showed up drunk today. Like, what do you know about that? And I'm like, Nothing. I don't, I don't really know them. Yeah, so. I never had that happen. <laughs> that's the only time I ever had that happen.
2: I think I would have thrown up if I had been pulled out of a class to talk to a police officer.
1: Understood. Yeah, my I phone. was like, okay,
2: all right. Because that's when my anxiety was the worst. So if that had happened oh. to me in ninth grade, like, I, I don't know if I would have been able to talk. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yeah. But yeah,
1: just teenagers think they can get away with practically anything.
2: Word to the wise, teenagers, if you're listening, you can't. So you, please don't. Yeah, please don't. You cannot. Um. So Harry uh, Remus is like, don't use this map, and then he is like, I'm keeping it, <laughs> and <laughs> like, okay, bye, bye, Harry, go on your way. And so <laughs> Harry's like, okay, I guess, and he already knew that the map wasn't gonna go home with him. So like, it's not like he was like really upset about it or anything but he was like well it is what it is I got mm-hmm. some good use out of it now I'm done um, and at least he knows his passageway to Hawk speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah he knows that at least um, so so then he's like you know walking down the hallway and he runs into Hermione and Hermione is very clearly like upset and um, what what did he think it was about hold on I'll find out <laughs> Because I, I don't think he knew why Hermione was upset. I think he thought she was upset about something that was not the actual thing. I'm not 100% sure. I okay, so
1: um, here, I'll just read it.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, he broke off. They reached the corridor where the, where the security trolls were pacing, and Hermione was walking toward them. One look at her face convinced Harry that she had heard what had happened. His heart plummeted. Had she told Professor oh. McGonagall? Okay, yeah. So
2: So she, he thinks that she's, like, upset about him going to Hogsmeade and that she had told McGonagall about the map. Yeah. Um, But that is not the case. She had not heard anything about it. She had not said anything about it. Um, Instead, she had gotten a letter from Hagrid about how Buckbeak is going to die because he lost his case. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is really sad, because poor Buckbeak. <laughs> poor Buckbeak. Like, he doesn't need to die. He doesn't need to die, yeah. Hagrid and Buckbeak. his honor. Like, excuse yeah. you for not letting a hippogriff, like, defend his own honor.
1: Yeah, because Hagrid and Buckbeak had had their trial that day at yep. uh, the Ministry of Magic, and they lost. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, that was another thing we didn't talk about with, like, Malfoy when Malfoy was there, because... He was talking shit about Hagrid and Buckbeak.
1: Oh, that's right. As they were walking up, and they so were talking shit partly about
2: them. why Harry was like, I'm going to attack him. Yeah. <laughs> so. so there you go. Anyway, that's it. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Yay. Two hours later. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was going to take this long. <laughs> I didn't either, but I'm glad we started early. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So, yeah. That is chapter 13 and 14. Woohoo of prisoner of azkaban we have three, four, five, yeah so. nothing think nothing to, yeah
1: nothing super serious or super oh.
2: exciting happening but um, still good chapters. So, the map gets confiscated I, that lady is back that's um, true. and hagrid's buckbeak gets sentenced to death true so i think those are the three main things And the Quidditch game, if you want to do that, but... I mean, I guess, but the Quidditch game doesn't really affect much. I know. (laughs) But then we have Sassy Snape, you know. (laughs) Gotta love Sassy Snape. Gotta love Sassy Snape. Anyway, definitely go join our Patreon, because we do have a bonus episode um, where we discuss James and Snape, and which one is quote-unquote better <laughs> yes I, I think we'll have to
1: have this debate again like towards the end of the series just to probably. see how our
2: opinions have changed probably um but we'll, we'll see we'll see because we'll we did that we did that probably like
1: i think it was around the start of book two
2: yeah it was the beginning of book two because we I, had been talking about it a lot more around yeah that
1: I haven't even edited that bonus episode yet. So I'm curious to see what we talked about.
2: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, better cuz it's coming out when these uh episodes start coming out, right?
1: <laughs> I know and those episodes start coming out this week. So <laughs> Hmm. Uh
2: oh yeah. Yeah. Is it really this week? Yeah. <gasps> That's right. It is this week. This right. week. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Damn. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm yeah um (laughs) shows you how much i pay attention (laughs) clearly those two weeks went by really fast they really well i think we only had one week actually i thought we were doing two weeks in between
1: we were going to and then i think we decided not to because we were going to do halloween bonus episodes
2: and all that fun stuff oh yeah we did post on the fifth didn't we yeah well it technically is two weeks though because oh you're right yeah, so it is two weeks. Yeah,
1: we took we we just didn't post for one week. Yeah, well, I guess that's technically kind of one week,
2: though, in a sense. So we'd have to take a whole month off in order for it to be two weeks.
1: <laughs> no, you we just have not to. We would have to not post for two weeks in order for it to be two weeks.
2: Mm, that's a good point. Oh well, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I am not bothered that we posted. We needed to anyway. That was a good episode, so. Mm-hmm. Party it up, guys. Um, so, yeah, definitely go join our Patreon so you can listen to that bonus episode once it's, you know, edited, which is probably already edited by now and out It there. should be. <laughs> um, since this is,
1: like, yeah. way and, later. And then tell us your opinions on Snape versus James. Yeah! We want to hear those.
2: No, I'm very curious, like, where you fall on, on I would say, a spectrum of it Mm -hmm. because because there are people who are all the way James which and then there are people who are all the way Snape which like you know I kind of get um, and then there's you know people in the middle like me who are like eh they both suck
1: (laughs) I mean like I I do like Snape as a character I feel like I can't say much about James as a character since we don't really know him much because all we know about him is is that he's a shithead (laughs) exactly uh, and i but, think i think uh, all the headcanons that people have come up with over the years have made me like james
2: yeah. but those are just head headcanons really, exactly no people really romanticize james and i have never done that so i was always sitting there like where are you like getting this from like wh- what <laughs> it's <laughs> like, probably questioned it
1: (laughs) honestly it's probably all the headcanons and everything where they're like oh we love the marauders let's make them nice and fun and funny and whatnot they're not they're not
2: (laughs) they're fucking bullies (laughs) like they are not nice they are not funny (laughs) I mean I mean maybe they're funny maybe
1: they could be funny but they're they're definitely not nice
2: nice. (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're definitely a group of bullies um but you know you do you, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Patreon. Um, Go review us. Yeah, review us. Give us your, your thoughts and your, your feelings. Give us um, your honest opinions, please. For <laughs> real, though. Honest opinions. Not like, <laughs> I didn't listen to your podcast, so now I'm going to review you. <laughs> yep. We're done with that crap, guys. We're, We're done. done with that. <laughs> uh, but um what else is there we have social media um we're really bad about doing our song of the week kind of thing and we stopped that basically like that. maybe we'll just maybe we won't make posts about it and we'll just add songs to the playlist it's on our website so
1: you know what we could do like a, a song of the month or something like,
2: would we even do it though no. <laughs> We so, so here here is my idea we have the playlist okay uh-huh. it's on our website okay. so if you really care to go and listen to our spotify playlist go to the website we will just add songs whenever we feel like it yeah um and they'll just be on the playlist and you can just go and check back whenever you like want to listen to them or whatever
1: yeah and we'll try to update it somewhat
2: regularly yeah yeah but we can't make any promises it'll be easier that way if there's no pressure to like actually make a post about it (laughs) true because i'm really good at adding songs to spotify playlists but i'm not great at posting stuff same if it's something i can just easily share then like cool i'll do it but if it's something that i have to actually like go find a picture for and like write out a post for and find like hashtags for and then Mm -hmm. post it on like everything i'll be like no no thanks (laughs) Um, It's hard enough for me to do the social media posts, which is why Colleen does them. (laughs) Uh, And even I still have to find time to do it and remember to do it. Yeah, every once in a while I do them, but not not common. Not very often. It's usually me. It is definitely usually Colleen. So thank you for that, Colleen. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for making the posts. (laughs) Of course. You do a lot of the stuff that I could not do. (laughs) We, we complete each other. We do. <laughs> uh, which is great, because you don't want to have two people that are, like, the same doing a podcast <laughs> yeah. together, because then nothing is ever going to get done. Uh-huh. That's okay. Yeah. We're dumb dums together. Yes! Yeah, so we can be dumb dums together. We can be dumb
1: dums together. You're dumb dum <laughs> number one, and I'm dum dumb number two.
2: We still need those stickers. We do. They will be stickers. Yes, they will. One hundred. will. Um, hopefully by the end of the year (laughs) hopefully i'm just saying that now because it's october and we still have like two months so yeah um yeah anyway anyways well i guess we should keep it magical! magical hope you enjoyed this episode of books, movies, and musicals oh my. If you'd like to connect with us be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at My. Be sure to check out our website
1: at bmmomai.wixsite.com slash home and check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash My.
2: You can email us at my at gmail.com.
1: Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening.
2: If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.